0: <laughs> you got a stupid grin on your face can
1: I can I go? yeah, brilliant. I love my new job. Hello, anyone listening? Welcome to connecting vague dots with me, Seth Cox, and my good friend Jay Pennells.
0: Hello, anyone, I forgot that's not my job anymore. I <laughs> nearly did it i but I <laughs> had to stop myself, yeah. Ah, uh, I've got a new jo- I yeah, I've got my new job as well. That's that's cool. I I like my new job. I like this new format actually.
1: I really like this new format. Um so the, I think the new format worked well last time. Um it's only yeah. I mean we, we haven't given anyone much of a chance to get back to us about it, but we like it so we're probably going to do it anyway.
0: Well, yes. See the thing is um we we're recording this a day after the new the first new format episode has has been uploaded. Hmm. So, this will be out next week. Yeah. But, um, yes, so we, So no one's, I, I, as far as I'm aware, no one's listened to it yet.
1: No, I don't think, well, that will hopefully change this week. But, for those of you <laughs> who, who are listening, um, Tuesday is now upload day. It's official.
0: Um, we are trying, we, yeah, we're trying to do um, ch- Tuesday at three in the afternoon, um, hmm. as it day every week which I feel like I feel like is a is a good time um to, to do that because you know I my brain is my brain almost said school's over then but <laughs> it's just a so it's a good time it's like towards the end of a working day yeah
1: I mean school it's, does fit our school finished at 10 to 3 so we would have been home just in time for yeah. for our own show
0: Yeah, so that's what what I like. That's what I like (laughs) about it. It's also like, um, I used to listen to the Camo de Mayo film podcast religiously. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were on between two and four in the afternoons on Five Live. Um, And then the podcast would get uploaded at like six on a Friday evening. So about an hour or two after they finished the the show. Um, Yeah, and I used to that used to be what i that used to be like the first thing I did on a weekend
1: yeah uh, well, I think it's nice to just have an upload day and time because it means that our all our listeners won't be sat refreshing their Spotify refreshing their streaming platform the whole week because now they know
0: <sighs> I feel like that joke has already run its course
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: all right, well, look, do you want to do your? You bit yeah, let's explain the concept, so the concept of the podcast is that all the people in the call at this point in time, it's only me and Seth, but we can and often have had guests on, and we pick for this new format, we pick four things: they can be films, books, um albums or pieces of music, anything in those areas, and all of them apart from one, have an underlying link. And the job of the other people is to root out the odd one out and also the underlying link. We get one point for identifying the link and we get two points for identifying the odd one out. And we also get one point for having revisited anything uh, someone talked about in the previous week. So, Seth... Let's come to you first. Did you revisit any of my picks from last week?
1: Okay. Um, first things first. Fuck you. Why? That was okay as an opening. That was pretty good. Pretty smooth. Effortless. Very. Campy. I wouldn't
0: say effortless.
1: It sounded effortless. It looked at- You were just sat there with your cup of coffee poised. Just sort of. It was an inconvenience to you to explain this intro. You were just wanted to get to your coffee.
0: It was- I did want to get to the coffee. That's true.
1: That maybe that's what I should have done. All those times I did, just held my sort of tea there and smelt it and inhaled it, and that would have given me the extra sort of motivation to not ramble and get through it.
0: Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe
1: we should do that for the whole podcast.
0: Actually, Let's just week. have have our cups of tea and coffee just right next to our microphones. Yeah. Does it so... change the way I sound to you? When I <laughs> you just leaned in, <laughs> listen closer. No, it doesn't
1: much, no. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, so did I revisit any of your um suggestions? Um, <laughs> no, not knowingly.
0: <laughs> do you remember what they were? No. Okay. Shall shall we shall shall we remind the people? Oh no, and, I really, and I and do remember song. your suggestions. Sorry, you had good will hunting,
1: you had good omens, you had um something that I didn't know was co written, folklore, and you had your odd one out was... Um...
0: It's another Matt Damon.
1: It was the Martian, yes. So, no, I didn't revisit any of those, actually.
0: Ah, right. Well, fair enough. Right, let's think... Right, what was yours again? So, let's... <laughs> Ooh, I'm I'm holding the coffee to my mouth, but I'm still waffling. It's <laughs> not a flawless theory. Mouse. Mm. Um, the graphic novel. We also had The Life of Pi, the film. Mm. We also had uh, Animal Farm, because they were all animal allegories, and we also had Carseat Headrest, yes. with Twin Fantasy, um, and the weird-looking foxes on the cover, which I listened to a bit of, although okay. I have to be honest, I didn't listen to all of it. I think I put it on whilst I was editing last time, and it was sort of going on in the background, but I only had it on for about 20 minutes. And it's well over an hour long. Yeah. So I'm not really sure if that counts as me visiting it.
1: I think I'm I think I'm happy to give you half a point for that.
0: Hmm. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. And I wasn't really focusing on it that much because I was editing at the time. So yeah. I haven't really got any opinions of it. Other than it wasn't so off-putting that I couldn't listen to it. So it wasn't noticeably bad. It it didn't stand out to me as something really bad. I will probably actually listen to it (laughs) and and figure out whether or not I like it. But at this point in time, I don't really know. I just know it's not like ear-scraping horrible. Right, well, thank you
1: for that review. Not ear-scraping horrible, not noticeably bad. I'm sure they'd appreciate that, actually.
0: But I... We... But you you know what I mean though because there are yeah. things that you put on and you go, I can't listen to this. <laughs> this is too much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what? That's another thing we should do. We should we should do reviews.
0: We should. I mm, should we?
1: I think it would be hilarious. I, I think, think should,
0: I think we could try. Let's do that at some point. Whatever. Sure. Why not? <laughs> right. That would be funny.
1: Yeah. Um. We could we play. could like
0: send each other an album to to listen to. Or we could do like a Yeah, no, let's do that. Yeah. That sounds fun. Brainstorming on a podcast about other <laughs> podcasts. That's a fucking marvellous idea. <laughs> <sighs>
1: yeah. Um on this podcast though, I have a rather special link today. And it's very fitting. A rather
0: special link.
1: It is very, very good, but you are going to really, really hate me for it.
0: Oh, God.
1: But it's genuinely a very good link, but you are just going to not like me for it.
0: Okay. My I, my link's alright. It's quite... I mean, you'll, you'll be able to get it. I, think, I But I still like it, and I like all the things on it, so that's nice.
1: That's important. Well, do you want to list of your things, I've got my pen poised ready to write them down okay.
0: well, th- we're actually taking this seriously now this game, <laughs> we never used to write down before, we used to go uh, who, what did you say was your <laughs> first one, I've already forgotten and you only said it 10 minutes ago, well, okay right so my f- my picks are the film, The Bucket List mm. with Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. have you seen it?
1: Uh, I think I have, yeah
0: Okay, good. I I do actually really like that film. Okay. We're also picking Circles by Mac Miller. Mac Miller, okay. Um the next pick is Black Star by David Bowie.
1: Very nice.
0: And the final pick is the film adaptation. Of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom.
1: You watched it.
0: Yeah. I really like it.
1: Oh, I really, really liked it.
0: Okay. What are your immediate... um, What strike, what stands out to you immediately from there?
1: Immediately? Bowie and... Um, Bozeman stand out to me. Okay. Why, why is that? They both released... Well, these, um, well, Bowie's Blackstar and um, Chadwick Boseman and Marina's Black Bottom, they were both released posthumously, weren't they?
0: No. No? (laughs) That was a suspicious head turn. No. Blackstar wasn't released after Bowie died. It's like three days before. Really? Yeah, they released it on, I think they they released it on like a Saturday and then he died on the Monday.
1: That's kind of that's kind of spooky. That's very Bowie.
0: Yeah.
1: Kind of well, eerie.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, you what what are your picks then? Well, okay. Well,
1: actually, I'm just gonna. Circles. Mac Miller stands out to me at the moment because it seems to be the only one not related to death. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Um, my picks are. I've got. I like this, Jay. I think we've both gone for quite an eclectic um, range. I, I think this is good. All right. Uh, my first pick is uh, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, the book.
0: Right. C- uh, curious Incident. Okay. yeah. I can't remember if
1: I've picked that before. I hope I haven't. Have I?
0: I don't think so, no. We may have talked about it before. I think we might I mean, talked. it's very easy to talk about.
1: Yeah. Um, the second one is Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind by uh, Yuval Noah Huwari. That was an awful pronunciation, but um,
0: Sapiens. Nice. Yeah. Uh, brief history. Okay. Right. That that I've I've heard of that, but I don't um, I don't know it in think, any great detail. I think you would have
1: heard of it because um, you talked about Simon Mayo earlier. He's a big fan of this book.
0: Is he? Okay.
1: So you probably you might have heard it from him. Um, third option is uh, Wolf Alice: Visions of a Life.
0: Wolf Alice. oh, interesting. I I don't I haven't heard of heard much of Wolf Alice's discography, but um very interesting. Very interesting.
1: Yeah, I hope yeah, I hope we'll have a good talk about that one. And um sorry to bother you. The twenty eighteen uh Boots Riley film.
0: Right. Um Interesting. Sorry to bother you. Is something I've heard of, heard of, but I know nothing about it at all.
1: It's probably for the best. Okay. Right.
0: Oh well. Um. That is a very interesting list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so immediately from the titles that you've given me. Mm got curious in, uh all my my thinking is animals so far cuz you seem to
1: yes again yeah yeah i suppose so yeah
0: so dog sapiens and wolf so sorry to bother you seems to be the the odd one out at the moment mm. but i might be wrong so um yeah that's interesting i I'm interested to talk more about your picks. Good. Well, shall we...
1: You can... Go on, start start, me off.
0: Yeah, um... Hmm? I said start me off. Start you off? (laughs) As in, suggest a thing for you to start talking about?
1: Yeah, go on, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, right. Talk to me about Sorry to Bother You.
1: Okay, well, Sorry to Bother You is a 2018... um, Boots Riley movie. Boots Riley, I think he's, he's a pretty new director on the scene. Um, it might even be his debut. I should have probably looked as to whether it was, but it's definitely one of his early movies. He's just sort of up and coming. Um, it's starring Lakeith Stanfield, who I'm a, bit, I'm a big fan of. He's also up and coming. And um, Tessa Thompson, who's also brilliant. Um, and it's about Lakeith Stanfield's character who lives in a garage with his girlfriend, um, Tessa Thompson. And he wants to become rich, basically, as you do, as you would if you lived in a garage.
0: As you, as you do, yeah.
1: Yeah, you'd want a bit of money. So he um, gets a job at a call centre, you know, pretty mindless. H- hence the film title, Hello, Sorry mm-hmm. to Bother You. To sell what he has to sell, he uses his white voice. Down the phone, which is a... Um, which is a very um, white American accent. Okay. Um, and he puts it on and it's dubbed over. It's not actually Licky Stanford, but it's dubbed over. So it's really eerie. It's very,
0: it's quite Okay, that's, that's really cool.
1: Yeah. Um. And, and that works and that allows him to climb the professional ladder to, you've got like this hierarchy and within the building and he climbs, goes up to like the top floor and he starts working there on like the big cases and he starts like selling arms to... Um, you know, developing countries and, and really sort of controversial, horrible things, basically. Um, all from over the phone. And that's that seems to be all like that seems to be the gist of it. And then we get <laughs> and then it just completely goes apeshit crazy. Okay. Um let's just say there's um it's very hard to say without spoiling it, but you've got Army Hammer's character, who has um, started a business which um, basically generates and builds slaves. Slave labour.
0: Right. That's problematic. It is
1: problematic. And I'm not going to say any more about that, but that's a side storyline that then soon takes over the main storyline um but yes it's it's completely bonkers is it good this is a thing with things that are completely bonkers isn't it you just don't quite know
0: <laughs> do you think it's good
1: it it's very enjoyable okay it's very fun to watch it's a dark comedy it's um it is funny but there's that, there's that thing with, um, yeah, we can all make a wacky film that seems to make no sense. But obviously, it's got these underlying themes as well. You know, it's layered, but it's just quite difficult to love a film when it, when it it's just, a I don't know, it just seems to be like a piss take at points. Yeah. I'm going to turn to you now.
0: God, right.
1: About... Circles by Mac Miller
0: Oh, um, yes Circles, so this was released posthumously Um Mac Miller died in 2018 Of a drug overdose Who was an American Uh, rapper Hip-hop artist Um I can't remember what area Of America he was from Um But he's one of the very, he's one of the few, I think, white hip hop artists that really seem to have been welcomed into the culture because it's very clear the, the amount of respect and the work that they put in to be deserving of being welcomed into the culture because fundamentally it's a, it's a, Black art form. Mm. Um, But Mac Miller really makes it. uh, Whatever. That's not part of the point. The point is. Sarkozy was released posthumously. Having been finished by his family. After he died. Um, And. Unlike a lot of other posthumous releases. It's really good. And it feels finished. And something that is quite. Striking about it is, it feels like he knows that he's on his way out, Mm. which is odd.
1: Well, did he? How did he? How did Mac Miller die?
0: It was an accidental drug overdose, um, by the by the looks of it. It's it's very haunting. It's it's a really good album. It's really sort of quite low key. And throughout a lot of the songs, there is a strong sense that he is coming to the end of his life, even though he's only like 25, 26. And that um, the song "Good News" is on there, like all they want to hear is good news, they don't They don't like it when I'm down. so can't really there's like, there's a sense of not being able to talk to people about when uh, in the in the down periods in the slumps, but you're more than happy to share the highs mm. because
1: when, when was this release sorry
0: uh, January last year I think last year just last year yeah so it was a, a over a year after his death. Um, it's a really, I, I think it's a really strong album. And I've been listening to it a lot uh, in the last day because it has the right vibes to try and study to. <laughs> okay. Well,
1: I might have to revisit. Well, not revisit. I I don't think I've heard any Mac Miller music. Yeah, all.
0: I hadn't heard any, I hadn't really heard any Mac Miller before I sat down and listened to this. I'd heard a lot about him because I've been getting into hip hop like, like, like over the last year, but I sort of hadn't really gone into his any of his stuff, and I decided to listen to this yesterday, and it's a really good listen. I really recommend it.
1: Do you know what's quite sad about it? From from the sounds of it, mm-hmm. apart from the obvious, I mean the fact that. I, when you were talking about this album, I, I've never heard of Mac Miller before. Um, uh, but when you're talking about it, I thought from what you were saying, it must have been released before the 21st century. Because really? you, you were talking about uh, an artist who couldn't, who felt like they couldn't share their lows. who felt like they can, you know, come out about yes. this sort of mental health crisis that was happening. I, think, I I, thought, oh, that's old. That's old, Britain. That's '90s, '80s stuff, you know. 21st century, we're all about mental health awareness and all that stuff. But obviously, there's still a bloody long way to go.
0: Well, that's it's it's all very well, you know, advocating for people to be open about their mental health, which is right. You should do that, absolutely. But to actually come out, to actually come out and do that, is a mm-hmm. lot harder. <laughs> yeah, because I think a lot of it is clearer on the album. Like I could talk to you about my problems, but I don't really know that you can help. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just sit in my head, do some spring cleaning, which is one of the lyrics <laughs> in one of the songs. Spent spent all day in my head doing some spring cleaning, like trying to deal with it, process things on your own. You, just, you go to other people about it, Quite often, they don't know how to help. So it it can often feel like it's not fair Mm. to then, like, burden someone with a problem that they can't fix.
1: Mm. This is it, though. I mean, I think if I came to you with a a problem, I would feel like I was burdening you, but you wouldn't feel burdened, would you necessarily no no, it's all in it's all got to do with um well the person suffering from it really they they see themselves and their problems as their problems their shit, and they can't load them off or burden anyone with with their problems, but I mean, it's tricky for me to say obviously because I'm not suffering from it, but like if you if they did come forward. I think part of it is understanding that they're not burdening other people with it. Mm. They're just talking about it, which can be good.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the album. It's 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 an interesting insight into into how he was thinking at the time that he was recording that stuff. Um and it's hard to like really get into that space because you know you're not there but yeah i i think it's a really strong album that is surprisingly good for something that was released after he passed away so he hadn't been able to really put his complete vision on it Mm. but
1: yeah. Okay. Um I just realized I cut you short a bit. Um Did you were you going to hazard a guess at the odd one out or a link or were you going to carry
0: Oh, what on? on your on your yeah, things. Yeah. Um no I don't know yet. Mm. I will will come back to that in a second. What are you thinking now about my picks?
1: I'm still thinking death. Is a
0: that's quite a, broad. Yeah, it is quite
1: broad. Yeah, Um I was thinking posthumously, but I'm gonna have to. I know I'll have to ask you about the bucket list next, mm. um, and hopefully that will that will tie up for me. Hopefully, you hope. Hopefully, um, but before that, what would you like to ask me about?
0: Okay, so. Oh, this is all very complicated. Um, I know a bit about the curious incident of the dog in the night time. Mm. Not a huge amount, but I think I'll save that one later. Okay. I'm interested yeah. about Sapiens. I'd like to uh, talk to you about Sapiens, because that okay. sounds interesting.
1: Hold on. Yes. Yeah. So Sapiens, Um, you might want to write the stuff and some of the stuff I'm telling you down mostly the days um but this was 2011 release um it's a bestseller it's a very well known book um i've got it because i'm doing a law degree and i'm including it in part of my essay um but essentially i haven't read it cover to cover I've, it's a big bloody book it's 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 the whole it, it it is a whole history of humankind from you know when we were all cavemen to present um so i've dipped in and out of it Um, But the, the main sort of his main argument, the author's main argument, is that all of this stuff that we govern our lives by. It's all just bullshit. It's all just imagined. He talks about democracy, how democracy is just imagined. And if not enough people believed in it, then it would fall apart, which is absolutely true, because that's why some countries don't have democracy. No one believes in it. Um, and money. Money's just completely imagined. We don't need it. We didn't have it in the first place. We invented it for no apparent reason. It's quite... It sounds very pessimistic. I mean, I suppose it is a bit. But, oh, look, I've just got the... um, Hold on. I'll just read you the blurb. It says, uh, fire gave us power, farming made us hungry for more, money gave us purpose, and science made us deadly. So, it's all about... The journey that we've made to where we are now um and it's it's pretty unflattering
0: you know on on all of us have they not got very many very many good things to say about the homo sapiens
1: <laughs> no, no not really um it's not it's just, just how every this idea that everything we live our lives by is just completely imagined and fabricated by someone with an agenda way back when
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess it is.
1: Which is kind of self-defeating to think about.
0: Um, I don't know that it's self-defeating to think about, but it definitely, it definitely casts an interesting light over the way we live our lives. Mm. Just, you just think about, you know, how power structures Mm. come about, and so you go right back, I I, I would assume that this is covered somewhat in the book. I don't know, I haven't read any of it, but like in um, like the the Stone Age. Uh what do you need most? You need food. Okay. So how do you how do you get that? You go kill animals. Ah, so we want strong athletic people. Mm. Which generally speaking would have been men. Mm. You got so they then become the ones with the with the power with the responsibility um and then that just filters down and then is sort of twisted into you know things like monarchy and those sorts of power structures where there's there continues to proliferate the idea that physical strength is the key to leadership and power and stuff which is a bit of a fallacy
1: yeah Uh,
0: in the i was gonna say in the modern age it stopped being true pretty much immediately
1: (laughs) yeah yeah he has a very yeah i think that comes into the science end of the book where he starts talking about how science then became much more important than anything else Mm. um to do with physical strength. It's all about intellect now. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd, you know, recommend it to anyone because it just gives you a different perspective on everything. And a different perspective is always, is always good. Uh, get, I can see Bill Gates recommends it to anyone. Chris Evans likes it. Simon Mayer, I mean, it's... Which Chris Evans? Oh, Radio TV one. But it was one of yeah. the, one of the big books from 2011. And still, I think it's... It's pretty pretty seminal. I'm pretty sure that that'll be one to go down in the in the huh. history of good books to read. You know, those sort of oh books you must read before you die ones. That'll be on there, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, that sounds interesting. I'm um, that sounds wonderfully pessimistic. Mm. It's just yeah. my thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so you s- when was sorry to bother you out.
1: Um, I'll give you the dates for all of them whilst I'm doing this, just in case it helps. Saw it to bother you was 2018. Um, Sapiens was 2011. Curious Incident was 2003. And Wolf Alice was 2017.
0: Why did you say that the dates were important? That's what... Okay. um... No, I don't get it. I think I almost get it but I don't think I do. Right. Um Alice. I have I have I have no idea I is I I hope that the link is not going to be all of these came out in the 2010s apart from curious incident. Cause no, because if, if it is I'm going to come over there and stab you. Yeah that would be that would be a bad link. Yes. Okay. Right. Um <laughs> talk to me about Wolf Alice then
1: yeah yeah. okay and then I'm gonna ask you about Bucket List I
0: think okay but, sure
1: Wolf Alice Visions of a Life uh, 2017 won loads of awards um, I think it won the Mercury Prize for best album of the year it was very successful it's hi- very highly acclaimed um, it's alt, alt rock alternative rock um, I read a definition which called it noise rock which I've come across that phrase before but I think alt rock does it does it fine. Um so you've got the vocalist Ellie Roswell, who um I don't know, it's, her vocals are very um I said eerie a lot this podcast. It's not like a new word, I haven't discovered it, but her vocals are nice and eerie, sort of very atmospheric. Um the album itself has some absolutely cracking songs on it. it's got um Don't Delete the Kisses, which is if you heard it, Jay, I'm sure you you wouldn't know it, hundred percent. Okay. Um it's just a very solid album and I don't usually listen to rock music. Um, It's quite heavy, but not in a... you can relax and listen to it at the same time. It's heavy but you can chill out and listen to it. It's, It's a very good album, it's very accessible, just generally very good and I don't have much else to say about it really.
0: I don't think that's helped (laughs) I don't know if that should have helped but uh, we probably should have done but I don't my brains on a brain day
1: (sighs) okay um I'm not as confident about my link as I was a second ago now (laughs) but
0: Jay the bucket list the bucket list Ah, oh, nice. I I like talking about this film. I don't think. I think this is. It's definitely quite a popcorn film. Like it's not. It's not a film with a. It's not like a heavy film with a lot of with a lot to say. Um, it's so uh, we've got Morgan Freeman, and Jack Nicholson. They're both from very different walks of life. Morgan Freeman. From uh, oh, has basically spent his life working and struggling. Um, and Jack Nicholson, I think, was like a in the film, I can't remember what um, where he had come from, but he had a lot of money. Mm. <laughs> I think he was in insurance or something stupid like that. I can't remember, but um, they're both in hospital, I think, for cancer. And they're both, you know, in sharing a hospital room, which Jack Nicholson's character is not very happy about, because he's paid all this money for the hospital and the health insurance and yada yada yada. He wants his own room, and the and the nurses come around and they say, "No, you can't have one. Be quiet." Um, and so these two these two men, whilst they're in hospital, they strike up a sort of friendship. And they both receive um, terminal diagnoses for um, whatever it is that is wrong with them. Or that, I, that escapes me right now. So, they have bucket lists. <laughs> and essentially, they're given an amount of time that they have left to live. So, the, re- the rest of the film is just them crossing things off their bucket lists. <laughs> being <laughs> friends. And, you know... And knowing that they ha- they are dying. And that they have incredibly finite time to to make the most of the rest of their lives. And it's I think it's really good. I think it's really touching and funny. And I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I, one of the main plot points is to do with... I can't remember what mountain it is, but they're trying to climb up to a mountain resort or Mm. up to the top of a mountain. And it's a really good film. (laughs) I think it's, I think, I I think it's great. It's like a, it's like a little popcorn, not really blockbuster movie, but like, you know, big money, not a lot of artistry in inverted commas. Hmm. That I can remember about it. But it's, it's quite. Heartfelt and nice. About these two men. Coming to the end of their lives. And making the most of it. I think it's really good. It's just I a really...
1: feel good film isn't it?
0: Yeah you do feel good coming out of it.
1: Speaking of actually. Speaking of that mountain scene. It's funny that you mentioned that. Because that is one of the scenes that stuck in my head as well.
0: Yeah. Towards I'm... the right at the end of the film. The yes that
1: i remember now yeah yeah yes.
0: yeah i think i think it's great what do you think what do you think of it
1: um so i probably watched it about probably about 10 years ago i remember watching it when i was quite young my parents put it on for me and i didn't really <laughs> i didn't really form an opinion of it and i've always meant to go back to it because i was only 10 years old and didn't really take much from it but i mean i certainly enjoyed watching it i remember morgan freeman um, and I remember the mountain scene, because um, it's not really a spoiler, is it? Because they're terminally ill. Yeah. Yeah, so I think one of them plants the other's ashes at the top of a mountain.
0: Um. Yes, I think so. Either that or all the assistant does. Yes. I can't or, um, remember.
1: Yeah. But no, so it, it was a lovely... And it makes you think, is not it? Doesn't it? Like, if you're... Um, diagnosed with a terminal illness, are you going to live more than if you're not diagnosed with a terminal illness? And if so, why?
0: <laughs> I mean, you have a terminal illness. It's called life. <laughs> why aren't you making the most of it right now?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no that 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 is what it makes you think about. Um, yeah. It's it's an optimistic feel good film, but don't think about it too much because um. It's sad. Obviously, it's sad. Yeah. Um, my golly, Jay, I think your link's pretty good. Yeah? Okay, This is. I'm just going to spitball a bit. I think it's something to do with things that were released. Um, things done where the people doing them knew that they were approaching the end of their lives. Because I know that Chadwick Boseman knew that he was coming to the end of his life. Bowie, I don't know. Mac Miller, you say probably didn't, but somehow in the album it seems like they did. And the bucket list, the the pair are diagnosed with terminal illness. They know that they're going to die. Mm. So I think you've been really horrible with whichever one isn't the odd one out because they're all very... um...
0: There's a lot of... The Venn diagram is very crossed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I could probably argue any of them to, to varying degrees of success, but I think... Oh no, I'm going to have to ask you about another one before I decide. I'm going to have to ask you about Blackstone. Do, do you
0: want to guess at do you want to guess at the link but not the odd one out because they yeah, are separate.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll guess as a, guess at that link. So the link being um things that seem like they were released um with the creators knowing that they were coming to an end.
0: Yeah. That that is the link.
1: Brilliant. Good. So that's What, one point or two? That's one point. That's that's one point. Okay.
0: Yeah, so the link was I picked things where it was apparent that you knew that they were coming to the end of their life. Mm. Or where they knew that they were coming to the end of their life.
1: Okay, well, look, no, I'm going to risk it. I'm going to risk it. Okay. There's two points in this, and I might be jumping ahead, but is the odd one out? Black star. No.
0: Oh, no. oh
1: no! No, no, no! Okay. Whew. Well, that's annoying. I should have bloody waited. I'm just... There there's literally no point in me doing that then. Because <laughs> we d- we don't get points for the sooner the better anymore, do we? No. So that was literally. So just you're just wait. wrong. Yeah. Um. Fuck. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Should we talk about the Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime for a little bit? Yes, way? let's
1: talk about that. So 2003 um, book released by, well, written by Mark Haddon. Um, and it's one of those ones where it's narrated in first person. I don't know why I said one of those ones. It's, it's just narrated in first person um, by a, I think they're 11 years old and they have autism. Mm. Um, and he has decided uh, the protagonist, Christopher, who we're following around, um, he decided to write a book about his investigations of the dead dog in the neighbor's garden. Um, and the book is filled with some really lovely, genuine observations. You know, it's, it's unfiltered, which is nice. Much yeah. like... Um, autistic people often are. They, they lack the filter, don't they? Yeah. Um, so you do get that in the book. So it's, 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 you know, it's good like that. And you get some really lovely ramblings. I feel like it, it, it would be a book that me and you could write because he, he rambles a lot. But you learn a lot from his ramblings. And it turns out in the end, the ramblings weren't ramblings. They're important because at the heart of it is a murder mystery about, about a dog, which I don't think has been done before um oh no no Christopher says how of the basketball sort of was but it sort of wasn't um so <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's really good and um I've I learned a lot from it I learned that um if you find a prime number a new prime number that hasn't been found before then you get a lot of money
0: yeah you get like a um, is it like a thousand or a million or something
1: between them I think it's somewhere between
0: <laughs> somewhere between the two numbers
1: yeah um but I was like, okay, I'm going to try find a prime number now, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um,
0: You're going to try and find a prime number? Do
1: you it's know not... how
0: many have been found so far?
1: I do, actually. I did a bit of research on prime numbers. Bloody interesting, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they're really cool. They are a bit I've, cool. I've done, I've done, like, multiple modules on them. Really? Well, with them in, yeah, essentially.
1: Yeah. They're useful for um, security stuff, aren't they? Is that what they're used for, mainly?
0: Cryptography, they're very, very good. Yeah. If hmm. you... I was about to say because, and yeah, I don't actually know. I can't remember the reason. The uh, Euler's formula is very important for it. I remember that much.
1: What's Euler's formula?
0: Oh, God, I can't remember. <laughs> well. it's a long time ago that I did it. It was a whole year. Yeah. But, well, yeah. The... Prime numbers are really cool.
1: Yeah, Christopher, like you, studies maths. Um, he's, he's studying A-level maths at the age of about 11, which is very impressive, because I couldn't study A-level maths at the age of 18. But, you know, well done, Christopher. Um, but it's not really... It doesn't feel like that whole stereotype, oh, a really clever autistic person. It doesn't feel like that at all, so don't worry about that. Um, but, yeah, so as he's finding out about who killed the dog, he also finds out where the fuck his mum's got to. And... It's that thing of where you remove one stone and it all just sort of falls down, and suddenly there's a lot more at stake than a dead dog. And it's really well crafted, really well written from like a murder mystery point of view. It's well structured. Hmm. It's it's a good book. It's a very good book.
0: Yeah, I've I want to read it because I've heard so much about it. So I keep wanting to look into it, and obviously, um, I say obviously. But um, it connect. I remember talking about it when we were doing A level drama. Yes, exactly. Because uh, it was turned into a play by Frantic Assembly, mm. who did a very interesting adaptation of it. Oh, I would love to watch that. I really would. That would be amazing. Yes, that's probably that was probably one of their first really successful productions. Yeah,
1: um, I think so.
0: I, yeah, I would love to see that.
1: Do you know what? I, I, um, I lied in an interview once about having seen the production.
0: You lied in an interview?
1: Yeah, I know, definitely. So I was auditioning for Bristol University. Bristol University? No, Bristol College, um, to study drama. And the, the person auditioning me said, um, he asked me, oh, so what, well, what play have you seen recently and what did you like about it? And all I could think of was *The curious incident of the Dog in the night Time*. So I said that and you said, oh, yeah, what did you like about it? And I said, um, the portrayal of autism. OK. And that's it. That's that's the memory I've got attached to the frantic assembly performance that I've never seen but lied about.
0: Did, did yeah. they Did they give you an offer? They did give me. <laughs> <laughs> so it clearly didn't bother them.
1: No, I th- <laughs> no, I just it's one of those memories where I look back on it and I cringe a bit. But yeah.
0: How dare you, Seth? Lying about liking something you haven't seen. Yeah. Don't do that. Most of the time. <laughs> Don't do that. I probably have done that in the past, though.
1: I think there was. Yeah. This- there's a stage in like year year six year seven, where anyone would just say, "Have you seen that?" And I'd go, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have."
0: Yeah, I th- uh, what I would what I would be even more, you know, what I would find even more remarkable in a child is like <laughs> asking them, "Have they seen?" it? And they go, "No," and I don't want to, and I don't care.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is which is the answer that that most people really want to give. Yeah, but uh, so that would just that would just be funny.
1: It's funny. Yeah. Uh, that's a good line, actually. I might write that down to including something. Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? How um, children are meant to be like super, you know, brutally honest to a fault with stuff like that. But I think growing up British just makes you like you've got being honest to a fault, and then you've got being polite, and they constantly quite quickly. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, but that uh, that is something that kids do more than than adults. I <laughs> don't know why. I kind of do know why, but
1: yeah, that's what I sort of. It'd be
0: entertaining if no one did it.
1: I I always feel on edge around kids. I'm like, what are they going to say? Are they going to say? You know, they could literally just say anything, and it would be honest. And I've just got to have my guard up twenty four seven around them. Not well, I'm around them much, but when I am.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. That's interesting. Anyway. Ah, uh, that was a lie, it was. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh God. Okay, so we've now talked about all of your things. Yes, you're right, we have. So, okay, I'm gonna make a guess. I'm gonna say that in all of these, in it your link is about where there are two strands that then merge and become important together. Well, I'm mainly taking that from the Curious Incident, and sorry to bother you, with a little bit of Sapiens. Yeah.
1: It's a nice idea. I can see where you get that from. And, I mean, you could argue alternative rock is two strands of music that have come together to form all Um But no, that that's not it.
0: But I'm going to guess that the odd one out is Wolf Alice.
1: No, no, it's not.
0: Right, okay.
1: I'm going to ask you about. um, Well, no, I don't need to ask you about Black Star because I've already fucking thrown my guess away. I know the odd one out is now Mar Rainey. So I'll ask you about Mar Rainey and you can tell me what the odd one out is as well in the light of the Black Star. And whilst you're doing that, um, just look at the dates again. And think about what we've talked about just now with Curious Incident. With what now? Think about what we've just spoken about with the Curious Incident of the, of the Dog in the Night Time and one of the segues we took that, that was relevant, actually. I'm going to tell you. Can I tell you?
0: Yeah, just tell me.
1: Okay, but you've got to promise not to swear at me.
0: Okay, fine. Well,
1: Actually, no, you're quite good with words, so just, just don't,
0: don't... Don't be insulting.
1: Hurt my feelings. Right, OK. Um. So we, we spoke about prime numbers for a bit. Um, so, yeah.
0: <coughs> so the odd one out is sorry to bother you, because, because 2018 isn't a prime number.
1: Yeah, so I've taken the prime numbers from the 21st century. So far. Which, admittedly, looking back on it now, possibly wasn't very fair. <laughs> 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 the thing is, with the last episode, where we both got each other's pretty much from the get-go with a bit of spiel, I I then went the... Went to the other extreme and made it absolutely impossible to, to guess, <laughs> because not only are they prime numbers, but again, it, it's where there's just so much stuff in what I chose to to think about more more interesting things to think about in, in what I've chosen than than the dates, really. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't. Before I'll say sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, what well done, Seth? How do you feel? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I mean the points. Um, I've got one and Jay's got half. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you want to know the odd one out? Uh,
1: yeah, it's got to be Marain. Uh, Why? Well, I don't even know if it is Marainy. Is that Marainy?
0: Yeah, it is Marainy.
1: Yeah, so, I...
0: The reason for Marainy is because you are right. Chadwick Boseman will have known that he was, you know, dying. Mm. But the thing is, in all of these projects, um, they know that they're going to the end, except what like that's a part of the actual story in inverted commas is yeah. in black star. You can also t- t very much hear the fact that Bowie knows his days are numbered. Yeah. Really, you know, um, the last track, especially, um, on the album. And the, what's really nice about black star is he's very much going back to his roots well, not very much going back to his roots, but he does go back to his roots a little bit with the saxophone, which features heavily through the through the album, and that was like one of the first instruments he ever played. Oh. So, Blackstar is an incredible album, but yeah, it wasn't released posthumously, um, and Bucket List obviously can't have been released, wasn't released posthumously, because uh Morgan Freeman and Jack Knuckles are still alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, Circles was, and Ma Rainey was, so that was a red herring. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Ma Rainey was the odd one out because, like, Chadwick Boseman, knowing that he's going to die, is not a part of... You can sort of separate that from Ma Rainey, whereas you can't really from Bucket List, to Star, or Circles.
1: Yeah, and unlike with the others... Well, night with *Circles and Black Star*, you wouldn't get that from his performance.
0: Yeah, necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. you can't you can't see in his portrayal of Levy that he's got a terminal illness. No. Even yes. though it is very apparent in in Ma Rainey's *Black Bottom* that Levy is um, not a man who's going to live out his days quietly and peacefully.
1: No. No, Levy is a character that he's just such an interesting character. Yeah, and Chadwick Boseman really, really brings out every aspect of that character.
0: Mm. I think I watched the um the little short like half hour documentary that they made immediately that they made about Maroney. Mm. Um, and I think like generally what they what they were saying is like. Levy is basically like... Is a little bit like Ma Rainey, but... Without the smarts... He's... He's hot-headed. He... He doesn't have the patience.
1: Oh, I don't... I so. don't like though. I mean, he's... There's that bit, isn't there, in the film where... Um, the others in the band sort of look at him and they go, Why do you put up with... Like, the shit from the white man? And then he has this whole monologue about... Um, how he puts on a smile for them when yeah. he's behind that smile, he's plotting their downfall.
0: Yeah, but obviously, um, when it when it comes down to it, I think he th- he overestimates his himself. Mm. I think he's definitely like he thinks he's outsmarted them, but yeah. he really hasn't.
1: No, nah, he he thinks he's the best in the room.
0: Yeah. It's very sad. The the plotline, the like his arc. But it 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 always feels inevitable whilst you're watching it, which probably makes it sadder. Mm.
1: It's such a good such a good film.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's not particularly filmic.
1: No, this is what I said to you since I watched it. Yeah.
0: It's very much like a, a slow, like it takes place in two rooms. It's you know, it's a character study. It's all about conversations.
1: Mm.
0: You know, there's. It's a hard. It's a hard thing to capture. Um, enthrallingly on film. But I think they did it really well. I think they took the source material and adapted it really well. And August Wilson obviously wrote an incredible play. Mm. Um, Yeah, that
1: is a driving force, really. Um, But I, I don't think necessarily anything would have been taken away from the film or the film added anything to the play that, say, a filmed recording of the play wouldn't have done.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you're probably right. It, it's. Um, I don't think it it warranted necessarily being becoming of a, a, like a feature film. No. Because it didn't do it. It didn't like transform the the material particularly. No. But I don't suppose you. I don't really think you'd want to transform the material necessarily yeah but yeah I think you're right if they if instead they filmed a a stage performance, that might be just as effective really yeah yeah, I think so but there are definitely like details here and there that are that are nice to pick up on the the crashing through the door in the in the rehearsal room you got that. Door that Levy's constantly trying to hit, break through. Yeah,
1: yeah. I towards the
0: that. end of the film, he does. Yeah, There's
1: just
0: nothing there. Is that not in the
1: play? Nope. That felt very playy.
0: When I watched it. Yeah. Well, I think that would be quite hard to to capture in a theatre. Yeah. If if you were doing that, considering it's a, it's an, it's a moment alone. So, mm. if you're going to convey the fact that the door goes to nowhere, you'd have to have it being explained to someone else in the room. Yeah. Which might take good. away from it. Yeah. No. I do think it's really good. Yeah, it's bloody good. Yeah, it's bloody good. Right, well then. Well then, indeed. That's
1: it. That's all of our picks talked about. Yeah. Um,. You
0: win. But do but, you?
1: I don't I'm I'm not gonna class this as a win.
0: <laughs> you don't feel like a winner.
1: No. Um
0: No, well you shouldn't. You're a should.
1: no. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so anyway, look, thank you
1: for uh listening if you did and I'm I'm sorry again about my link. Um <laughs> I'll try better next time.
0: I think if if think if we'd have gone to um Curious Incident first mm. and that you'd have and that you pointed out that two thousand and three was also a a prime number, then that would have been good. But to like instinctually know that two thousand and three, two thousand and eleven and two thousand and seventeen are prime yeah, no, is a no. bit of a piss take,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is true. Well, look. Thank you for um, Jay, and and everyone else for sticking with me <laughs> for all this time. Um, and that's a, I think that's a goodbye from me.
0: Yeah, it's a goodbye from me too. I'm gonna go have food. What you not Don't know. Chicken. Actually. Nice. Yeah.